0: We we arrived this morning. We thought now one uh, in one accord. eh? I love it. I love it. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's a yes. I've got far too much things in front of me. I don't know what's going on. I'm I'm not one of those guys that's going to stand behind the pulpit. I really struggle to. uh, This is not even a pulpit. I struggle to um, keep still at the best of times. So forgive me if I'm here and there. Um, my name is Mike, for those of you who don't know me, um, I'm the one that the Lord has asked, along with my family, an amazing bunch of leaders to, to lead this congregation, and it's lovely to be with you. I think this morning was so different in so many ways, um, and so for, for you, if it is your first time, we would always actually say, encourage you guys to, to join, if you're joining a church, join two or three times, it'll give you a, just a little bit more of an understanding of what goes on. We're a newborn baby in many ways. This is a plant, so five families have moved across from a uh, strand, being obedient to God's word, and what we felt to, uh, he told us, to come and plant congregation here, and uh, it's been a journey, man, it's been a ride, uh, I think we are, fi- out of the five couples, we are four in the town now, since last night, eh? that's big, man, we must celebrate that, I love it. Um, and, uh, we are tr- trusting for the guys who made the first move out of all of us. We are like, yes, we're going, we're going, we're going, and they put offers in on houses long before us, and, and we're still waiting for them. The Lord's teaching them something through it, and He's also making us go, like, are you serious, God? Like, you know, like, um, so, so for Mike and Tammy, uh, they're coming soon. It's coming soon. Um, so yeah, this, uh, Martin and Josh, I just wanted to honor you guys, man, along with a few other people, um, As I said, it's a newborn baby, and it's almost like I said to them this morning, which was quite hard, you know, I never thought it would be that hard to actually just go, hey man, would you like to lead this morning? It's like uh, you've just, your baby's just been born, and then you've just handed it to someone straight away, and just gone like, okay, cool, you hold it for a little bit. And I know it's actually, it's not just mine to hold, and if we are begin to build around ourselves is a dangerous place to be. But there is always this uh, responsibility that you carry uh, in leading. And it was just so incredible to play team this morning. So, Josh, pray. yeah, man, you did so well, bro. Yeah, you really are a natural, prayer. You actually just need to do it more often. Um, so if you guys are open to that, I'd love to have him do it more often. Um, because actually it says in, in Timothy that he set the example to the believers. Okay. And you don't have to wait until you, how old are you now, Mom? My mom's here this morning. She says I'm the most nervous because she's here this morning. Eh? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but um, you'll see this morning that actually it's an array of, uh, I'm sorry, this is totally off my notes, but um, it's an array of different people, man. It's uh, from young to old, and that's what we love. Ina, beautiful to have you here this morning. It's like, we, uh, it's, that's my as mama, and I can't look at her for too long because she might make me want to cry, um, but uh, it's, yeah, it's so cool to have you back um, with us. Um, so yeah it's an array of different people we've got young and old and that's the way it's supposed to be yeah Um, is that that I can learn from someone like a Martin in the way he carries himself in the in the wisdom of the years that he's had following Jesus wholeheartedly steadfastly and he can learn from maybe my childlike faith I'm trying to make myself younger than I am Um, and uh, yeah it is it's just so cool to have all the different parts playing their bit and it said the word says actually as we do that which I'm going to read now um, the body will build itself up in love, and, uh, and that's why we're here, it's really why we're here, it's because we need to dis- display something of the image of Christ uh, to a lost and broken town and world, and so it's lovely to have some of my family here, uh, I really do mean that, I said to Wendy yesterday, um, who's my cousin, I said to her, no, this, you know, family is the friends that you can't choose. Um, but, but I choose them as my family. I love them. Uh, my, my cousin is also down here. I don't know where she is now, but she's down here from England, so that's definitely, oh, there we go. Hello. Uh, she's down from England, so um, yeah, maybe we should have you do a dance or something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, and it's lovely to have so many visitors here as well. Francois, I'm doing some housekeeping before we start. Francois, I, I really felt, uh, just as in that last song now, that I would love for guys to just gather around you quickly and pray. I know that this hasn't been the, the um, easiest season uh, for you, and, but it was something that's been in a great encouragement to me is he, he you know, we've been sp- speaking on the ABCs, the abide, what it looks like to abide in Christ, what it looks like to belong to family, and then what it looks like to actually contribute out of that place. And Francois, straight off the back of that, said, hey man, can I meet you for a coffee? Can I meet you for a coffee? And we sat down, and I, I really got to see Francois's heart and how he loves God. And, one, and his, his, really, he, his, his goal in life is to please the Lord. And um, it was incredible. You know, he, straight off the back, he said to me, hey, um, can, I, you know, can I do this? Can I do that? Can I? And he just got it. And it was like a great encouragement for me. It was like he was the first guy that stayed last Sunday or two Sundays ago and said, can I help pack up chairs? Can I tell you? I know it's not only about packing up chairs, but it's a big help, all right, it's a big help. We've got a team of, what, 15, it's been eight weeks of every morning here, we're packing out chairs, and the curtain goes up, and the urn goes on, and, and we do it with pleasure, okay, do it with pleasure, but I know that it is actually on Christ's heart, on the Lord's heart, that actually everyone play their part, and so it was a great encouragement for, for Francois, and then even this morning, Anton, where are you, Anton, there you go, hey, how can I help, can I come early? caught something of the heart. Always our values are caught, not taught, always. Um, and uh, it's just incredible. Open their home to us uh, for community. 30 people. I mean, who does that? I mean, yes, that's like, and some of them have kids, you know. Um, big kids. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, so Franshael, won't, won't some guys just gather around Franshael quickly? This may not be your typical Sunday uh, preach, but that's okay. We call ourselves family. And so... Yeah, just uh, as it was highlighted, uh, I want to. Um, who feels like praying for Francois? I'll pick someone. It's way easier, but I'd prefer if someone uh, offers. Josh, you want to do it? Here we go. Josh. Yeah, sorry, Josh. different Josh. Father, we just thank you now for Francho Lord, there where you sent him a, with the heart of, of a servant, Father. You said, if you want to be first, you need to be last, and Father, we thank you that Franchois has a heart of a servant, Father. Thank you that he comes here and serves with a giving heart, Father. I just pray, Lord, that you just overwhelm him with your presence, Father. You overwhelm him with your Holy Spirit, and in that he receives the power, Father. I thank you, Lord, that... You've just blessed him, and that you've blessed this house, this house with Francois, Father. We thank you that he's a blessing to not just us church, but to the people outside in the nations, Father and Lord. I just pray over him right now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you. Cool, man. Yeah. So it's a. Uh, it's always a. It's, a, it's an awkward one sometimes when you, you know, but we're not uh, here to people please. So if you are here for the first time and you're going, well, this is a little bit strange, is, uh, get used to different. I think that's one of the things they say in the Chosen program, eh? the, the one about, um, uh, about Jesus and the way that he's walking. And it's an incredible picture of just actually yeah, Jesus is not his disciples. It makes it real to us. It's almost like putting faces to names. And so if you've watched that before. One of the taglines is, get used to different, okay? So you probably won't find that we'll start at exactly 11 o'clock. We want to honor the time, but we also devoted ourselves to fellowship. And we see it as a high value for us, okay? Uh, We probably also won't worship uh, before a preach every time. There might be times where we actually preach and then worship out of a response. So we want to be those who are listening to God via spirits Spirit and actually picking up, okay, cool, God, this is all about you. It's all to you. So how do you want to do it? Because <laughs> the moment it becomes about us, I think we've lost it, well then we might as well, you know, uh, go to the bowls club. <laughs> Some guys find that funny, but uh, all three of them, alright, cool, why don't you guys stand quickly and then sit back down, just get moving a little bit, sorry, it feels like uh, we're doing everything that we can uh, with the, the electricity, okay, you can sit, you're making the plastic on <laughs> It, it, we're doing everything we can with the, the electricity, we've got a generator, okay, which is awesome, but the lights will not work, okay, um, but we've got some sound and we're doing what we can, so bear with us. Um, but this morning, I, <laughs> I trusted the Lord uh, for a lovey-dovey message. I really did. I was kind of like, oh God, it would be lovely just to just encourage the saints and something that really carries something of a heart of God and, and it would be centered in love. And I, and I was kind of like, you know, as the Lord started to prep it in me, I had my aunt staying with staying with us for the last three days. She said, hey, how, how's it going? Have you, are you finished? Are you prepped? I said, like, no, I'm not prepped. Like it's a, every time the Lord just bends you a little bit more and a little bit more. And um, and I was wrestling with God. I was like, sure, God, i asked you for like something of a you know, a little bit more settling, and uh, he reminded me that actually um, he's gifted me with something of an exhortation, that actually it's for something of a stirring up, like a come on guys, an encouragement, strong encouragement, okay, and then in in worship, he just made it known to me again, it says the first scripture that I'm going to actually touch on, it says rather, okay, Ephesians 4, 15 to 16, rather, speaking the truth in love, (laughs) and Sometimes love comes across like, "Tammy, I love you." Okay, that's bad analogy. Maybe I should Emil, here we go. <laughs> Sorry, just so weird. Feels weird. <laughs> I, I, do love you, Tammy. <laughs> Emil, I love you. I love you as a brother. I love you as a friend. And then there comes a time where it goes, "No, but Emil, I love you enough to tell you that you're actually out of line. That you need to, you need to come back to God. You need to." And and so. As I was in worship, the Lord revealed this to me. and said, no, well, it is a message of love, actually. Loves you enough to tell you, actually, where we're going off, when we're going off the road. And loves us enough to actually bring us back. And so, uh, my, what I believe in the Lord is on the Lord's heart this morning. Um, is that there's something of a type of Christianity and a people that he is looking for. And it's quite a high standard. And unless we actually, I want to say, achieve that, it's not in our own achievements, right? We do have something to walk up, but unless we achieve that, we actually are displaying something of a distorted image to the world. And that's what we call to be as so image-bearers, for our king, <laughs> to show the world around us that actually the hope that we have is the salvation that we've come to know, and that we are to in- inherit interna- eternal life. It makes sense. Does it make sense? Ah, right. How's it work? It's good. (laughs) And so it says rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ. Okay, are we connected to the head? It's a very important question. From whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped. When each part is working properly, okay, working properly. Uh, working properly, builds itself up, okay, it says it makes the body grow, so that the body grows itself up in love, okay, and that is what we're here for, that's what this congregation is here for, not so that we can come in and hear one guy preach, and one guy lead, and one, no, no, no. it's for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, that's what Ephesians 4.12 says, a little bit further back, equipping of the saints, so who's the saints? Us, okay, it's for everyone, it's for everyone, and that's a, I mean, I don't know if you get excited about that, but man, like, when, when that was revealed to me, that actually, whoa, I've got a, I've got a role in this? It's like, that's pretty cool, man. That means I'm not just going to actually sit on the bench every game that gets played, but I actually get to be part. That should get us excited, all right. So, I'm going to start with a story, because stories always make uh, things more relatable, okay, Um, and uh, Jesus used a lot of stories, but this was a little bit of like, I want to say a naughty story, okay, but it's, it's a, it's a little bit vulnerable, okay, but my wife is here who I dearly love, and um, so what happened, I was, I'm a keen surfer, still am, love surfing here, surfed with David the other day, it was quite cool, Um, and uh, whilst we, you know, whilst in my surfing, we started uh, doing what's called hydrofoiling, okay, hydrofoiling is slightly different. It's this thing that you put up and under your board, okay, and it allows you to almost fly above the water, okay? It's like an airplane dynamic, and it allows you to fly up and above the water. You no longer feel the water under you. It's quite an amazing sensation. So anyway, there are a couple of downsides to foiling and hydrofoiling. It is a carbon blade that flies below below the water, and your balance is not always on point, okay? You're dealing with things like currents and wobbles and all those kind of uh, pieces of culp and... And so, every now and then, this thing flips, okay, Tammy will know, she loves it, Uh, every now and then, this thing flips from underneath you, and you're like, it's a narrow, I mean, it just misses you narrowly, okay, and I had one of those, where it actually sliced me, like, straight through a brand new wetsuit, I was like, oh, you're kidding me, at the same time, so I'm working for a company that's actually making these things, and we're spending seven, probably about, it, it, it kind of took off, okay, and it was a worldwide kind of distribution, so it got busy. And uh, so I spent probably about seven hours, seven or eight hours behind a computer a day. And at some point, I was coming back, I'm going to stay. So I yes, my backside is so sore. It is so sore. Like, I don't know what's going on, but my I, like, I can feel. And then we started to sciatic, and then it's this, and then it's that. And then I'm trying all these stretches. My mom's a Pilates teacher. You imagine how she was on my case. And uh, <laughs> and so we get, to the <laughs> we get to the stage where it's just like, yes, nothing's helping, you know? And so... I li- like a good husband, I asked my wife, you know, will not you just, you know, just check if there's, you know, if there's any... And she sees this little bruise on my bum, man. I've been very vulnerable in front of you. Eh? Uh, <laughs> and uh, she sees this little bruise there, and she goes, oh my goodness, no, there's actually something there, you know. There's something... And uh, so, so I said, well, no, I don't, know if, I don't know what that is, you know. It starts freaking me out now. I see this little bruise, and it's, it's only getting bigger, and I'm thinking, no, I've got internal bleeding. Something's happening. I'm never falling again. And... Uh, <laughs> And so anyway, my wife lovingly starts to rub Arnica every, every night. I mean, she's invested. She's like, she's invested. She's just going, no, no I don't know what this is. She's praying over it. She's rubbing Arnica. Next night, ooh, it's getting bigger. Praying over it, Arnica. And I'm thinking, yes, I don't know what's going on. And it dawns on me, dawns on me, later on, when my wetsuit starts to actually, uh, when we get the cold water and my wetsuit starts to part a little bit more, I realize, I've got a hole there, and all it's been is a tan. It's just been tanning my bum this whole time, and, <laughs> and I'm going, I'm getting somewhere with this, okay? So I'm just trying to make it a little bit, and, and you know what's the worst thing is, I thought this Arnica and this massage and prayer every night is like, that's like the best thing ever, you know? Like, why would I ever tell anyone? So I let it go for like another while, though. It was just like, I don't know what's wrong with it, babe. I think we need to pray to, you know? Uh, but I knew it was a tan, okay? And, uh, but she was invested, eh? And you know the moment I told her, my oh, bares, I'm so sorry, but I've been leading you on. Uh, this, this thing over here, it's not internal bleeding. Uh, it's actually, I've got a little cut in my wetsuit. And she lost interest. <laughs> she lost interest. She was very, she was very um, gracious with me. She did have a laugh. But, uh, <laughs> and why am I telling you this? Okay, it's because, that it, that's Shannon. <laughs> uh, I'm hoping there's enough of you amongst us now that know that this is like a, this Yeah, we're not straight up and down people, okay? We're real people, all right? Um, and uh, why am I telling you this? Because I actually... When I was uh, prepping the preach, I felt the Lord tell me that... Um, or I felt it on my heart that unless we invest, we lose interest. Unless we invest, we lose interest. And, and uh, I... <laughs> I'm going to explain a little bit more about that, but I'm going to read some scripture first, okay, <laughs> just to kind of bring us back down to some normality here, okay. So Ephesians 2, 1 to 10, and this actually tells us, tells you, I've told you a little bit about myself, and hopefully you've got to know kind of the kind of character that we are as a family, um, and this actually tells me a little bit about who you are, you know, for some of you are going, well, I mean, this is my first time, you don't know who I am, okay, Well, not exactly. The Bible does speak about actually all of us. All right. So it says here, Ephesians 2 1 to 10. It says, And you were dead in the trespasses of your sins, trespasses and sins, in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. And now you're going, Mike, that's Paul, and he's speaking to the Ephesians. It's very specific. Read it in context. Okay. You're right stick with me, among whom we all, okay, oh, now Paul's including himself here, we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind, okay, all-inclusive, do you see that, you see that it's actually the rest of mankind, so we've got to realize that, all right, so that he's not just speaking out of cont- uh, in context here to the Ephesians, but he's actually speaking about a generation, us, okay. But God, okay, I love that, but God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. Can you say that? Made us alive together with Christ, okay. Can I just say this? <clears throat> It's a great scripture, okay, and while I was going through it, I, I, I read the scripture I don't know how many times, I said, Lord, reveal it. It's amazing what you can pick up from one scripture, <laughs> I'm going to say one scripture, one passage of scripture, and how, keep, how it can keep you busy, unless we've actually recognized that Jesus came, and that he died, and that it was on our behalf, and out of that place we've accepted him as our Lord and Savior. It says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from dead, then you'll be saved, okay, so unless you've actually come to that place, okay, now I'm going to explain a little bit more about this now, unless you've actually come to that place where we've recognized that actually out of this, we were children of wrath, but God, okay, and He came, and it's for a specific purpose, and that specific purpose was you and me, all right, not the Ephesians or the Philippians or who, it's the mankind, all of us, all right, all are fallen. None are righteous. No, not even one. Okay. But God, rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He goes on to say, For the, for the grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ for good works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. Okay. Interesting passage of Scripture. I think that gives us, there's like a, there's your whole life's work in just that little, and it gets better. Okay. But that we are created. Okay. So, understanding of this, you did nothing to earn, for those who do believe, you did nothing to earn your salvation. (laughs) Okay. It was for? by grace that you have been saved through faith in the understanding of what Jesus has done that he's died for you okay and you saved to just said it now saved to by grace through faith to good works okay good works and why I felt the Lord actually direct me to this scripture and what we what we're sharing on today is because I think that we as I want to say we. I'm generalizing now, okay? But a lot of Christianity today, a lot of Christianity today has started to build upon, you know, uh, let me take two steps back. Um, Two weeks ago, the Lord woke me up. Three in the morning, gave me two pictures, okay? Well, first one was actually a scripture. Reminded me of of a scripture. Be careful how you build. Be careful how you build. And then the second thing, that I'm bringing my spirit level and I'm putting it on everything, (laughs) That's the scary thing, eh? Especially as the one that asked to lead this thing along with other guys. He's putting a spirit level, but it's also a comforting factor, knowing that actually anything that is not of him, he's gonna come and level. And and we actually as a church, this church, need to remain open to actually Jesus going, oh well that's not of me. Taking it down, putting a spirit level on and testing it's so it's now say if you're doing this thing without it's actually said faith without works is dead, okay, like a body without the spirit. It's dead. If we're trying to do this thing without the Spirit level, I can tell you we'll be so lost. (laughs) We'll be so lost. Okay, so keep that in mind, is that the Lord is looking for a specific type of people, a specific image that He wants to display. We have the opportunity to display that image or to distort it. Okay, and so for us, it's important to get this right. And so I'm going to run through a couple of things that I felt the Lord highlight to me. I said, and that's why I I spoke about the repentance now. I think actually in today's world, one of the greatest challenges that we face within church is that we actually, we want everyone to belong, but we don't want to speak the truth in love. (laughs) We just want to love. (laughs) Okay, and so we start to build a Christianity that excludes the resurrection, or sorry, not the resurrection, the repentance. And as soon as we take the repentance away, You forget what you died for, and you'll no longer invest. You forget what's actually been done for you, and also, all of a sudden, it's actually not worth that much to you, and you you actually retract, and you pull your investment, so this is no longer worth it when the times get tough, okay? It's understanding what Christ did for us on the cross. we have just talking about the stone being rolled away. spoke to my aunt. She says, as I'm prepping for this, and it's, it's like the penny dropped. She says, it's amazing. We've just been speaking about Jesus exiting the tomb, okay? coming out. The guy's running in there, finding no one. And yet us, who have been raised with Christ, it's like we love our grave clothes. It's like it's a sense of comfort. And actually, he's called us to a life of good works. He's called us to actually, nah, get rid of that rubbish, man. I've called you to look a certain way, and you're like, you're comfortable in your grave clothes. It's a sign of death. It stinks. <laughs> is this okay? I'm hoping it's coming across the, this is not my opinion. What's an opinion? Uh, Peter, he loves us. But uh, we said, um, the difference between opinions and convictions? Hey? No, that's a different one. <laughs> but I could tell that one too. Okay. Matt loves my sayings. He always tunes me for them. Okay. But says, um, convictions, I mean, opinions are like armpits. We all have them. Just some of them stink. Okay. But the conviction and opinion, all right, don't get confused here. Okay. Don't, go, don't go home with armpits, stinky armpits, all right. Um, the the difference between opinion and conviction is the opinion is something that will that you hold to, and a conviction is uh, sorry opinion is something that uh, holds you, and a conviction is something that you hold to. Okay, all right. It it you, you hold to it. All right. It's not just oh well that's it's no no no. Yeah, are we getting this? Okay. So we c- we cannot afford to be a church that builds on love, but not a not a love that actually directs you to, well, repentance. Okay. Be aware of what Christ died for and that we need to live out of a certain way, live that out in a certain way. And so the challenge is instead of a people of conviction, which becomes all about God, we become a people of preference. Does this church meet my needs? <laughs> so you walk and you go, oh, geez, I don't even have lights on, you know. Just these are they're going, they're going back, two steps backwards, one step forward. Okay. Uh or my kids have to sit behind a curtain on a mat, you know, don't they have a separate room or something? I can tell you, those are all important things and we uh, I trust God that he'll give us those in time and he'll he'll do that, what's it sort out the nuts and bolts. Okay. But actually, if your heart's here and you have a real understanding of what's what he's building, that stuff's not gonna matter. <laughs> it's not gonna matter. He's looking for people of conviction that'll follow him to whatever end. And we, we start to lean towards the preference, okay, and it's, it's, it's interesting, you know, preference is basically believing in that your own ability is valid, and it's important, okay, and in many ways it is, but actually it's the same mind that Adam had when he thought, oh, well, you said I can be like God, and so we start to, you see how, see how warped that thing is, it's like we start to lean back to that again, it's funny, he said, uh, you can be like God, and yet God said, well, you're made in my image and my likeness you're really like God. (laughs) Interesting, eh? (laughs) We need to be a people of conviction. Without conviction, we start to water down the wonder of what Christ has died for. Okay, we can't be those who work on work from preference. Is this making sense? I'm hoping that it's a it's a direct message. It's what I don't know if you like me, but I enjoy something of that. Like, nah, give me something to work towards, man. Give me something to you know challenge my thinking, challenge my. Because uh, if you love me enough, you won't leave me where I am. I and mean, there's always more in God, huh? Cool. <laughs> and so, the the ramifications of this is actually we we end up with churches that are full of people without purpose, because all of a sudden you've got you've got this okay i i feel like i belong here and that's why we did the abide and belong and contribute do you recognize we're not supposed to be a block drain <laughs> okay we are, we're supposed to be a conduit for the kingdom that actually the lord uses you it goes straight back out the other side okay Don't be a block drain <laughs> right <laughs> So full of uh, churches with uh, people that have no purpose. And actually, so what? what ha- have you ever heard that saying that says, Yeah, um, oh, no, some you, gonna, you guys are going to have to help me. It says, um, if your output exceeds your input, then your upkeep will become your downfall. Okay. So if we flip that thing on its head, and your input exceeds your output, well, then you're going to get fat, and you're not going to be able to keep up. <laughs> Actually, we're, all we're doing is breeding fat Christians. Because you're coming in and you're going, hey, man, uh, I just want to bless you, keep you, make it." And it's all beautiful. It's good. But actually, there needs to be the other side, too. That's actually, no, 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 turn back to God. Following everything that he has for you. Tammy, come on, man. Come on. <laughs> and we need to encourage one another. Even more so as the day draws near. That's what Scripture says. <laughs> and sometimes the encouragement is, yes, you're doing so well. And sometimes the encouragement is, yes, Kubus. I'm going to come and find you in that kitchen. And, uh, <laughs> of course, the head chef. That's just for those who don't know what I'm talking about. And, um, and so it may look different, okay? <laughs> but actually, we need to, we need to um, be those who have purpose. And actually, we can't afford to be, you know, we're called to run a race. That's what Paul said, okay, that we're in a race, All right. And the challenge that we will have is actually if we come in and we only just preach one thing, um, and we revolve the meetings around me and around a couple of the leaders that have come, and it actually doesn't filter down into the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, and that you, part, you play a part, and that as the body grows together, as each one does th- their bit, the body grows together in love. If that doesn't start to happen amongst us, well, then we get pew warmers, and, and we, get, we get fat, fat Christians, okay? And we can't afford fat Christians. We're wanting Christians in this church, certainly. I'm sure you'll find other places, but in this church, if I can ask us, man, if your intention here is to fill a seat, it's probably not the right church. <laughs> because we're going to be challenging you. We're going to be going, okay, cool. What is God saying in your life? What's God doing? Tell me, what is He saying in your life right now? What is He? There's more for you. Come on. Come on. <laughs> What does Andrew say? I'm going to be on your case. (laughs) We want to be on your case, man, because actually God is most glorified when you are most satisfied. And you'll be most satisfied when you're fulfilling His purpose. Okay. (laughs) When you're fulfilling His purpose, not not our our understanding of what His purpose should be. (laughs) Okay. Okay. In lockdown I'll, st- I'll share a story before everyone before people leave um in lockdown okay i, I put on uh i've been seventy seventy two 72 kilograms my entire life like when i say i got stuck at 25 okay um <laughs> but uh for my yeah for th- the most of my life i've been at 72 kgs okay and so before we head into lockdown Stacey's going my wife my wife is going hey, listen we need to, you know, we don't know how long we're going to be in here, you know, we need to get like some sort of training regime, we need to do some Nike fitness, we need, you know, something. I'm just going like, no, but that's like, no, that's I don't feel that, eh? that's a, uh, let's just enjoy this time, you know, it could be like a lack of break. And, uh, I was chatting with Ange and Brendan about this, that they said they started running again too. I'm like, oh, that's only the wicked run when they're not being chased, eh? that's what I was saying. I don't, I don't <laughs> 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 And, uh, yeah, was, don't, don't redline it anymore, bro. <laughs> I've seen you coming around the block, they live in the same state as us, so uh, they're doing well, um, but uh, in lockdown, I said, no man, it's just like, it's going to be two weeks, we're out of this, we're out of this hole, man, Let we get back in the water, and I'm a surfer, and that's, that's where my fitness is, yeah, yeah my mom's shaking, my hea- shaking her head already, and uh, so anyway, three months later, how long was it, <laughs> hey, <laughs> it's like, geez, it felt like forever, okay, and we cooped up in this little flat, we can see the sea, which is even worse, okay, everything in me is just wanting to put my feet in the sand, because we had the servitude that went down to the beach, I mean, it was like, it was a trap, I know, and uh, so everything in me was holding back, and, and we got to this point, actually, where, um, where I, you know, I, I, started to, I started to feel a little bit different, but I was like, no, nah, man, you know, it's just, we just, and I get back to work after lockdown, and my boss's wife, okay, I've been sitting next to them for seven years, she, she doesn't mince words, okay, and she just goes, sure, Mike, you're looking, um, looking like you might have, yeah, you're looking like you filled out a little bit, I'm thinking, uh, and it's not exactly what you want to hear, and I just brushed it, I was like, no, man, you're talking such nonsense, like, so she brings a scale down, <laughs> and she's like, now I'm talking, she, they, The Atlantic Beach House, they've got five sets of stairs, she brings a scale down, and I'm just going, she's just out to prove a point, uh, so anyway, I thought, no, you know what? I've jumped on scale my whole life, 72, and if it fluctuates, it's like 0.3, 0.4, you know, depending on how big lunch was. And uh, so anyway, she brings the scale out. She goes, "No, just jump on it." Eh? I was eight kilograms over, eight kilograms over. I almost fall over. I was just like, "Are you serious?" You know. So I obviously put together with my wife a strong uh, uh, training regime. Um, why are you laughing? You can see the old Malkus guys are like, no, no, we know him a little bit better. (laughs) And uh, I said, yeah, at the end of lockdown, like the moment lockdown ends, I'll go surf. Okay, I'll go surf, no worries. And that was my training regime. Okay, I didn't know the training. Okay, I tried to skip once and I got so out of breath, I was like, no. And and, uh, I just ended up surfing. And (laughs) why am I telling this story? It's because actually it didn't happen straight away. Okay, I didn't actually end up fat. I want to say fat. Some of you guys are going, if you stand too still, you'll fall through your... And uh, wait, what's it? If you stand sideways and you stick out to your tongue, then you look like a zip, huh? yeah. <laughs> man. Um, but, uh, but it didn't happen immediately, okay? It was a slow progression. And I think actually for us, it's, it's a little bit of a warning sign that actually you get... It, some people get fat quicker than others, okay? But some people, it happens over a long process. And actually, it's something of the heart, and you'll know when someone says, hey, man, I so, I so missed your church on Sunday. Um, uh, you know, it just, just as part of the family, it would be lucky like if you just let us know, you know. Just like if Kubis had prepared a meal and invited me, I didn't rock up. I'd expect him to call me and go, hey, man, like, I just want to check. Is everything cool? Like, everything okay? And it's the same. It's a loving, it's, it's out of a place of love that actually is just checking on me. And uh, why was I shame that? He always lets me know when he doesn't rock. It's good. I love it. Uh, but um, why I was saying that was because it actually happens over a gradual time. Okay. And there's, yeah, and, and uh, so we need to be careful of that. It's like all of a sudden, uh, oh, sorry, that's it. How you will pick up that it's happening. It's like when someone invites you to church or invites you to do something or to arrive early and to do, it'll feel like you're out of breath just thinking about it. <laughs> okay. You become so unfit for what the Lord's called us to. He's called us to? good works, saved by grace, through faith, Four, good works, okay, and so be careful of this, because we're, it's, it's a sneaky little thing, okay, three months down the line and it's eight kilos, okay, what actually if I just maintained and made sure that maybe I stuck to my wife's training regime, okay, maybe I would have been in a better space, okay, this is this making sense, okay, I'm glad, <laughs> All right, let's read Titus two eleven to 15. Okay, so it says, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all people, training us. Okay. We're in a race. Training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age. Present age. It's like, uh, you know, when you go past a, uh, a bar and it says, Free beer tomorrow. And as long as the sign stays out, it'll always be tomorrow. Okay, present age. Okay. I hope you guys got that. Waiting for our our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possessions, who are zealous for good works. Then Paul goes on to say, Titus, declare these things, exhort, rebuke and with all authority. Let no one disregard you. <laughs> he was quite serious about this. Okay. That actually, even in your good works, that you should be zealous for the good works. That's not good works, oh, you know, well, I'm called to this, so I'm going to, it's like, no, 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 where? Where's that opportunity where I can serve? Where can I? How can I help you? <laughs> How can I help you? Guys drive from P.E., It could be on the beach enjoying the sun. No, 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 no. Like, how can I? No, I'll trust for a word. I'll do... Huh? (laughs) You see that the Lord's looking for something different. If it becomes about a Sunday attendance, or even a Wednesday, if we think we're getting somewhere, (laughs) then, uh, oh, we've missed it. It's a life lived out. We've been reading through Romans 12, living sacrifice. Present your body as a living sacrifice. What's cool is it's living it's alive. It's not dead. <laughs> That's one of the coolest things about what we celebrated last week, is that actually we're one of the few, well, I think we're the only faith that celebrates that we serve a living God. Cease. Uh, for those who think that they just chose the right, oh my goodness. <laughs> You're kind of wondering whether you did now. <laughs> Titus 3.8, further on, Paul goes on to say, remind them to be submissive to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready for every good work, ready for every good work, you see why we can't be unfit, okay, ready, that means like waiting, waiting for every good work, Lord, where do you want me, how do you want me to, how do you want me to uh, serve, to speak evil of no one, shish, here we go, to avoid quarreling, to be gentle, to show perfect courtesy toward all people. Oh my goodness, Lord, help us. For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient. So now he's saying, no, this is how we used to live. Okay. For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others and hating one another. But, I love the but in God. When the goodness and loving kindness of our God, our Savior, appeared, He saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy by the washing and generation, regeneration, and renewal of the Holy Spirit. Do you get the importance of this? Are we getting this? It's something he died for, guys. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> says <clears throat> about his Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that being justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the, the hope of eternal life. And that's the hope we have. The hope that we're called to actually be unwavering of is that we can inter- we now, by our salvation, set an example <laughs> because of the hope that is set before us. Guys, we can't waver on that. <laughs> can't waver on that. We call to an eternal glory. So what is it training in this life is of some value. But spiritual training. Is of, this, is, is of much more value in this life and the one to come. <laughs> hey? So do you see, it's like you can have, uh, it's, uh, this is the, the kind of Christianity that I'm, I'm uh, actually a little bit ashamed of, where it says that we, you know, we have our pension fund, <laughs> we have our insurance fund, and then we've got Jesus, so that on that last day we can actually, you know, like hopefully we just, man, I think some of us are going to come in with it, and your clothes are going to be like a light. Serious, I mean, this is, a, this is a high calling. It's a high calling. He's called us a, a high calling. <laughs> I hope you're getting this. I know this isn't probably easy to digest, but we need to get it. Eh? We need to get it because otherwise what we'll do is we'll just keep coming in every Sunday. Two years' time, you'll see the same 15 people. Very little of the life of God because actually we've begun building around ourselves. We've become a people of preference instead of conviction. Thinking our ways are better than his ways, and actually Jesus is no longer in the church. Hey, that scares me more than my. I, I always say to our and maybe just a little bit flippantly, but I say I'll be the first to go. I'll be the first to go because I didn't move. I didn't move from Malpas, <laughs> from my friends and from my family, and having family around Judah, and it's cool. He's added family to us, and we're so thankful. Likes of, I mean, Joshua and Taylor walked in. I was like, oh my goodness, thank you, God. There's another baby. There's another younger couple. There's a, and uh, where's Tim and Ashley? You guys as well. Man, it was so cool. And slowly but surely, the Lord is adding to us. <laughs> but we didn't move here out of a place while it sounds like a great idea. We came on conviction. No, 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 we've heard God. God wants to do something. Pick me, God. Ready for good works. I don't know if we would have been the same, in the same position, this whole team. I don't know if this team would have been in the same position if we had been taught to come in, sit, get fat, get fed every week, and by the time the call came, what was that? Huh? <laughs> I hope that you're not getting my opinion, or I hope that actually as we read Scripture, you're seeing that the this is what God's looking for. He's quite clear. He's quite Okay, the saying is trustworthy, trustworthy, the saying is trustworthy, I want you to insist on these things (laughs) so that those who have believed in God may be careful to devote themselves to good works, devote, that's a strong word again, devote, (laughs) it's given to, you're giving yourself, you're not being asked to do devote yourselves to good works these things are excellent and profitable for people okay excellent and profitable yeah if you don't invest you'll lose interest this is profitable <laughs> i'll cost I'll, I'll give everything i have because i want my life to count i want to pour out everything that i have for for jesus because he did that for me to Timothy 3.16. You should all know this. Okay, so scripture that my mom drummed into my head at it. I don't know how old I was. Okay, all scripture is God-breathed. Maybe you can read it with me. All scripture is God-breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. So that, it doesn't stop there. Oh, you don't have the rest. Oh, my goodness. Okay, cool. I want to tell you what it is. It is there. If you don't trust me, you can go read it. Okay. So that the servant of God, who is who, if you believe God is your king, okay, may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Thoroughly equipped. Hmm. That's not like a, <laughs> go on, tell a quick story. Okay. I want to end soon. Yeah, you guys are being gracious i want to tell a quick story. So I, I went on the yachts uh, a couple of years ago. And uh, one of the things that you, when I said the yachts, it was the, the super yachts. And you had to do a couple of courses in order to qualify for that. So I go on these courses. And one of them is the STCW. And part of the STCW is you actually have this incredible experience where you get to submerse yourself. Or you get submerged out of, not your own choice, but you have to do it in order to pass. <laughs> um, into these fiery containers, and I want to say containers, like an actual shipping container, and they submerge you in there, and they obviously give you all the right gear, I mean, otherwise you just, poof. okay, and they teach you, obviously, how to um, survive in those kind of s- scenarios, what, what it, you know, what d- depending on what kind of fire it is, what for water to use, and um, they submerge into this, I'll tell you, it's one of the most radical experiences of my life, it was like, I mean, as I got down to the, the very bottom, one of my straps just went, ding, it just broke. Now I've got this oxygen tank on my back, and I've got three more ladders to climb up after putting a fire out. My mox, my oxygen mask is pulling off my... It was, it was wild. I loved it, there, eh? and, um, and so my, my wifey gets picked out out of, the, um, <laughs> out of her whole office uh, where she was working and said, no, you're going to be the fire control officer. So you're going to go on this. And I'm like, oh my goodness, you have no clue. This is going to be one of the coolest experiences of your life, okay? Not remembering that actually (laughs) it was during it was just after COVID that she was called for this. And so there were many things like oxygen masks that she couldn't put on. So they staged a thing in a cricket club somewhere in Greenpoint, which was much like this, and they got to crawl around chairs. (laughs) (laughs) Crawl around chairs. I think I don't even know if they taught you about the kind of different fires or anything, blindfolded. And listening to other now, I'm sure it was of some value. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. There hasn't been a file since then, But, but <laughs> I'm sure it was of some value. But I can tell you right now, if, if you were in the thick of it, okay. I trust my wife. She's. I'm really. I'm honouring her. When you're in the thick of it. I'd love to know a little bit more about it. Okay. And, uh, and so. The experience that I went through, or what I was trained in, was. That, so that when the fire breaks out on the boat that I'm thoroughly equipped for what needs to happen. I know exactly what I need to do. And I remember I can still tell you off, off pat um, Brenner will probably be able to tell you the same thing. I don't know if you've done that as part of the in- run as fast as you can. <laughs> okay. I'm sure that helps. I'm trying to save the crew. Bro. Come on. What do you do? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Don't listen to the NSRI. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, and, uh, yeah, but I knew at the end of that, it was like, cheapest, okay, that was, it was a cool experience, but I'm now, like, man, if if it goes pear in the middle of the ocean, I at least have a, somewhat of a, and it's like that with our lives, man, he's wanting us to go, don't find yourselves in the situation, and then go, oh, heck, like, what, what is it, and you can't recall anything that, okay, be thoroughly equipped, thoroughly equipped for every good work, okay, and that takes, it's going to take a little bit of something from you, (laughs) I'm going to, Okay, I'm probably gonna skip a couple of things, and I'm hoping that the Lord would just help me land as Well, one Corinthians nine twenty four. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Okay, uh, this is one of the things that says uh, Scripture says that you can outdo one another in showing honor. Okay, this is like run, so it's like Paul. I'm, I will tell you right now, Paul is not going. Hey, he did say, follow me as I follow Christ, okay? But yeah, I mean, he was going to, if there was a hill to be taken or a race, he was going to run it, and he was going to try and beat you, okay? (laughs) Run the race so that you may obtain the prize, okay? 1 Corinthians 9, 26. So I do not run aimlessly. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one just beating the air, okay? Aimlessly. If Christianity or church life or living out your life for God has become aimless, no purpose, then I would say, it's probably a, a good little checker, check mark for you. Okay, okay, cool. Well, well then, what, Lord, how did I train myself? What, what works for you? And ask God. Ask God for these things. <laughs> uh, quick analogy, and I'm going to try and land with this. One more scripture after. It. Okay, it says, um, Fast. You want to go fast. You want to obtain the prize. Faithful, available, submissive, teachable. It's a good little, good little nugget. Fast, faithful, available, submissive, and teachable. Are you faithful to, the, to the, the call that is upon your life? You say, well, I've actually never been called. Well oh, you've been called out of darkness and into light. Hmm, that's enough. Okay, it may not be called to lead a church or even a home group, but what has he called you to? Now, are you faithful with that? Faithful with a little and trusted with more. With your gift and your time. <laughs> are you available to God, to be used by God? As I said, this was probably the worst business. I of my dad's right here, we're business partners. It was probably the worst business decision you, you probably ever, you know, spend spend a whole bunch of money on a on a honey room. I'm a beekeeper, along with my dad, in Philadelphia. Okay, cool, now i was just going to move to... It's not a wise decision in terms of business, okay? Josh said it this morning. Seek first the kingdom of God. All other things will be added, okay? (laughs) Because you're called to be his hands and feet. Are you available to him? Submissive, okay? This is the S word in many people's lives, okay? Submissive. But the the Bible speaks a lot about it, okay? And it's probably one of the hardest things to speak about as the one leading you. (laughs) That's why it's so much nicer when other people say it. But... This is that truth in love, okay? Submissive. This submissive that's actually talking about when it says submissive to your leaders, for they are they're keeping an account for you. And one day your your, your blood's actually your destiny is attached to mine. You understand that, Johann? <laughs> and so I'm I'm going to stand before Jesus one day, and He's going to ask me, well, you know, with that new convert or that or that you were leading, how did you do with that? Lost sleep. <laughs> More than a nine-month baby. That too. But seriously, it's like, yeah, oh, God. <laughs> that submissive that he's talking about is actually to be paralyzed in the arms of. That's what the, the meaning of that word means. <laughs> Gives it a whole new turn, eh? <clears throat> to one another, out of reverence for Christ. Do you submit one to another? Had... Um, JD, who's just been given a new job, came to me and said, Hey, Mike, I just wanted it off the back of belonging to this family. Um, I feel that I needed to bring it to you and the rest of the guys leading. Won't you pray with me for this? Won't you pray? I don't know. I want to honor God with my decision. The job's in Malkbos, my wife's job's in Malkbos. And I'm like, No, God, I don't want to see them, you know? (laughs) At this point, you're like holding on to everyone. (laughs) But I just love the heart that he was submit one to another. I just want to submit this to you. Hey, I realize the Lord's ways are above mine. I could just move, but actually, I want to be in the will of God. Hmm. Submissive, one to another, out of reverence for Christ. And then, as I mentioned, submit to leaders as they keep watch, and those who will given a as to those who will given an account. And are we teachable? My mom said to me yesterday, and I woke up with it this morning in my head. Hey, remain teachable. And I thought. In the moment, I batted it, uh, and I woke up this morning. I thought, yeah, I need to remain teachable, <laughs> even more so than the rest. Because if I go, as I said, destinies are entwined as well. <laughs> God opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble. Do we conduct ourselves in a posture of humility toward one another? Hmm. And humility is not thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less. That's it. Don't not, you know, with the, if the Lord's called you to, to stand in front of church and to exhort others, do so. I mean, what was it? Moses said, I'm the most humble man, of, and he did it in full humility. <laughs> I mean, that's hectic. I, mean, I, I don't know how, it, how he got there, but uh, he walked with God for a long time. That's all. <laughs> More than most. <laughs> okay. And then let's, let's end with this. Um, there were probably about a hundred different lines that this could have taken. I, I thought of going into, okay, cool, what is good works? And, what, and I think sometimes what, what happens in those moments, you start to go, oh, yeah, I've just got to get into the good works, and then I'll, everything else will, no, 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 it's actually it's all about, it's less about what you can do, and it's about the heart. It's about the heart, and if you get this, you'll do it naturally. <laughs> the works will flow. Okay. 2 Peter 1, 1 to 10, and we'll end with this. Confirm your calling and election. His divine power has granted to you us all things that pertain to life and to godliness, through the knowledge of Him who called us to His own glory and excellence, by which He has granted to us His precious and very great promises, so that through them you may be, become partakers okay, of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption of this corruption that is the world because of sinful desire. For this reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue, virtue with knowledge, knowledge with self-control, and self-control with steadfastness, steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. For if these qualities are yours, take ownership, if they're yours, what will they do? Do you not have it there, or am I just a... Okay, you do have it, sure. (laughs) If these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For whoever lacks these qualities is so near sighted that he is blind, having forgot that he was cleansed from his former sins. Therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election. For if you practice these qualities, you will never fail. Isn't that an encouraging scripture? It's like, no, 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 it's, it's, it's almost like the Lord going, Okay, this is the stand I'm setting for you, but, but this is how you're going to do it, okay? Um, at times when your faith feels a little bit rocky, supplement. When your muscles are a little bit sore from running hard, supplement, okay? And this is how you're going to do it. And I think for people who are going, well, I don't know what my purpose is in God, there's a, a full lifelong worth of everything that He's asked us to do in there, just in that Scripture. And His heart for us is that we would partake. Partake. He set the table. He's invited you in. He's waiting. For those who know and love him, he's waiting there. He's prepared everything. He's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Partake. He's calling us to partake. Okay. Maybe we can stand. Mike, maybe you can come up and... Where are you, Mike? There you go. Uh, Maybe you could bow your heads. Uh, Maybe I've just been, as I've been sharing this morning, I really do trust that you've, that um, as I've been sharing, that it's actually the Lord ministering through me. (laughs) If you've uh, if you've seen me and what I desire for this church and how I think it should work, then oh, we've lost it. And I've done a bad job at actually presenting it. But I really hope that actually by his spirit this morning, you've seen that he's actually, as Martin shared this morning, that he's called to follow. But part of that following is actually, says, if you want to follow me, deny yourself. Pick up your cross and follow after me. And as I've been sharing this morning, maybe there's something, it doesn't matter how big or small it is, that the Lord has just highlighted. It's like a little takeaway. <laughs> and for some, it actually may be, maybe you've actually never made a commitment to the Lord. Maybe as I've been sharing and you've seen something of, wow, there's, a, there's actually something that the Lord has died for, it's a, and we call to repentance, and I've never actually had a part of that. If that's you today, and you actually want to make a commitment to the Lord. You want to say, God, no longer will I live for myself, but I live for you. I see what you died for. And out of that, I want to give myself. will not you just raise your hand while all heads about, and It's awesome. Awesome. Thank you, God. Thank you, God.